And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and there are no consequences here. And we are here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. I am your host, I am Heavy Set here for Wrestling Cheers, and uh, this is another interview episode. Uh, I've been trying to get this interview for a while. Uh, right around JLIT is when I was working on getting the interview with Gregory Iron, but it, it kept running into problems here and there. And at the same time, I, was, I asked, you know, hey, I'm going to have my equipment for JLIT. I asked people at Wrestling Cheers on Twitter where you can find us that I didn't plug already that I forgot to, but you can follow us there. Anyway, I asked on Twitter if people would like to hear some other interview. What interview should I go for? And the name that kept coming up was AIW student Joshua Bishop. And this was before his very first match, which was at the Back to the Future Cup, obviously Jay Lit Weekend. The original plan was get an interview before his first match, and then I wanted to do a really small one afterwards, you know, like get the before and after your first match, like kind of jitters. Well, Jay Lit was such a, a crazy weekend, I wasn't able to do it. And then we tried at the next Menor show, and that was a big failure. Then we tried at Absolution. Actually successfully recorded the interview after Absolution. We got in about a good 30, 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes of audio. Maybe it would have been condensed down to about 25 to 30 after we take out some pauses and a couple other stuff. Well, I got home. I went to go post it onto, or save it, I should say, onto my Google Drive, a nice, totally safe place for it to go, and then I would, you know, actually edit it on an actual computer, because what I have is a RCA 2-in-1, which is an Android operating system tablet, but it also is kind of like a little laptop, and you don't get as many cool things, cool features on Google or Android as you would, like, Windows. Like, I can get a better software, free software, that I could actually save stuff, and it'd be just a, a better process, or at least save it onto a hard drive after it's recorded, and have it successfully backed up well like I said I was uploading it to Google Drive at the same time I was deleting a couple files and somehow the file that was uploading the interview file accidentally got deleted so my night went to shit within minutes luckily Josh was able to come over to my place and we sat down and had a very nice interview to replace that interview but I do want to give a big thank you to AIW's John Thorne Absolution 12 was an amazing show one of my favorite Absolutions I've ever been to rating up there with Absolution 10 we will get more onto results we uh, tried to record that episode here this week but it just I was having problems on Skype and like it kept booting me off the call just really bad problems with internet so hopefully we can get that fixed and get that episode posted but a big huge thank you like I said to John Thorne I did mention you know the how great the show was but for giving me the opportunity and time to interview Joshua Bishop I'm I'm hoping going forward I can interview more wrestlers I'm not the kind of person I'm not going to ask AIW for interviews I am only asking for the space to record I'm going to pursue wrestlers beforehand before I figure out where we're going to record like at an AIW show I asked my next interview if I could record an interview with him he said yes and I'm going to be doing that this weekend at a different show hopefully that gets done hopefully I can get that posted within the next week or two maybe after the next mentor show I haven't really decided yet but it's we're working on things here on the Ohio Indie I mean the wrestling chair why did I say the Ohio Indie Report that's a flub that I'm going to keep in 
I want to share a tweet that I put out on Twitter, and you can follow us at Wrestling Cheers. Like I said, on Twitter, email us WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and also Facebook, facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers. Working on things to expand the podcast, and I wrote this on our social media last week. We are working things here at Wrestling Cheers. Many have complained that it is hard to find our show and stay up to date with it while we are on the Trading Topics Network. We hear you loud and clear. Soon, we will be posting everything on an additional feed, and it is actually the old Ohio Indie Report feed. We will be looking to be on as many podcast providers as possible, so let us know where you listen to podcasts at, and we will try to get that new feed there. We're also working on more interviews. A couple weeks ago, I'm rephrasing some of this stuff now, a couple weeks ago, we posted an interview with Gregory Iron, and this will hopefully be a trend of more to come. I did add that we did sit down with AIW student Joshua Bishop after AIW's Evolution 12, and like I already said, unfortunately, the file was lost due to a technological error. We are working on recording another one this weekend, which this is the episode you are listening to. We will be hitting the road this Friday, today, to Dayton, Ohio, for Rockstar Pro Wrestling slash Pro Wrestling Revolver's Catalina Wine Mixer. Catalina Wrestling Mixer, excuse me. We will be taking in the show and meeting our friends over at The Road Home from Wrestling. We also have possible interview lined up there, too. We currently have put together a fantastic team, and the great thing is that we have even more people available to join us on future episodes. We are just a bunch of wrestling fans who love getting info out to the fans on all the shows we attend. We are regulars to AIW, Mega Championship Wrestling, Premier Championship Wrestling, and at September, we will be trying to add Ohio Championship Wrestling to our regular schedule. Please support our efforts. We currently don't sell t-shirts. Side note, I'm adding currently because it's something I want to look into. Even if we make a short batch, I'm thinking about doing it. But we currently don't sell t-shirts and we don't ask for money. All we are asking is for a like and a share on Facebook and or a follow and retweet on Twitter. We appreciate all your support and hope you enjoy the ride as much as we are. Currently, I don't have the new feed ready just yet because one thing I want to be able to do is post every back episode of Wrestling Cheers on there and I have to re-download them all. And I'm trying to work on ways that I can post to one feed and have a post on the other at the same time without any big conflict, any big problems. So I want more people not only to listen to this show, I want to be able to, people to be able to find it easier. I've, I've heard people tell me that they really want to follow the Wrestling Cheers podcast, but, you know, Trending Topics Network has a lot of shows, and we do. The thing is with the Trending Topics Network is we started at the end of 2011. It was a group of us putting our money together and starting a network on Blog Talk Radio. After a while, we moved away from Blog Talk and here onto Podbean. A uh, lot more space. I mean, it sucks. We don't have, the, we can't do the live shows anymore and all that kind of stuff. But the, the quality for Blog Talk Radio is horrible. It's something, it's fine to start out at, but you know what? I'm personally out of that. I've spent enough money on this setup and I was just eyeing up, and I'm being very serious about this. I was eyeing up $500 worth of add-ons to my current setup and actually it would be a new microphone and a new a brand new beautiful mixer that could do so much more than than this could and i don't know if or when i'll be able to do that but it, it is something that i do when i am working on everything wrestling cheers is mostly me 
when it comes to the podcast aspect of it. The tweeting, it's me and Caden. And like I said, it's mostly me just doing the production. It's mostly me just doing that kind of stuff. But as more people coming together, it's just I'm the one who's editing everything. That's, that's one reason why I really don't want to ask for money. Because the money would probably go directly to me. And I don't think that's fair to the other people who throw in their time and to be a part of this. I do want to get show, shirts going because I see so many other podcasts have t-shirts. And they spread them out and people, other wrestlers are wearing them. And I'll, I'll admit, I get kind of jealous. But it's not, I want to be that podcast. It's, you know what, I want a shirt and I want these wrestlers, especially in this area, I want them to be wearing my podcast shirt because my podcast is here. My podcast is Northeast Ohio. Yes, I'm going to go down to Rockstar and that's technically Southwest Ohio, but I want to represent this area. I don't like it when other podcasts come into this area. Is it selfish? Yes. I don't I don't hate any of them, but you know, it's something that's kind of like why are you on my turf? I need to, and I look at it as I need to step my game up and that's something we are planning on doing on Wrestling Cheers. I don't want to uh bore you anymore with any of that kind of stuff. So, please be on the lookout for the new feed. I'll hopefully have it up within the next week or so. Uh, I've been trying to been working on this uh, interview and then preparing everything for this weekend and hopefully having another interview set up and actually if we get this interview which i don't want to it's like i don't want to say anything because nothing's for sure and then i have another interview lined up after that to get done sometime soon too and it's more it's it is a more local name and i i i have a personal invite to any local wrestler especially those in the aiw school because i mean it's one of the one of the main things we cover the first show i covered on the ohio indie report was aiw part of the reason why the show is here but uh invitation out to any and all aiw students i want you on this show it might not be today it might not be tomorrow obviously with this sh- short time frame you know it's not going to be all at once like i'm, I'm going to spread people out and sometimes i i want to either know more about you or i want people to know more about you and i don't want these interviews to be all about wrestling because you can get those anywhere let's talk about other aspects of your life let's talk about other interests of your in especially with some of these students you've never had an interview maybe you've only had one or two you know it's a very small number like let's let's talk about you let's get people know who you are and that is a perfect transition for this interview like i said joshua bishop came to my house we had a great interview um you're all gonna hear some minor audio things like you're gonna hear you're gonna hear stuff like that not necessarily exactly sound like this because i'm using a different microphone but it's going to be present in the interview with josh and i don't know whether it was me doing it or him doing it it's just the connection cable to the microphone and uh, if the table moved or he moved the mic or uh, mic stand or whatever that it, it made that noise and I, I could rake it up there with it's his first interview so he's he's kind of nervous but it's the first time i've also used these particular mic stands because they're actually like desk mic stands they're kind of cheap i do want to buy better ones but the uh sounds are there so I, i'm just for warning everybody right now also like explain the other thing like obviously that like i've had the we've had the worst luck i mentioned you know we tried at three aw shows to get the interview done we actually did get it done in absolution and then everything happened with the file well towards the end of the interview within the last uh, actual 10 minutes of audio there's a particular point where my laptop turns off because i i don't have it connected to a charger luckily it didn't do it on absolute dead battery so it would lose everything it actually put it into a save state so i plugged it right in and the interview was luckily still there so we got in about 10 more minutes of audio 
and then just as we are wrapping up my computer shuts down again this time it actually leaves in the shutdown noise and you're going to hear that at the end of the episode uh before I, it goes into the outro so that's was the perfect ending for the show it that i was just about to stop recording so it hit it at the right time but in this interview with joshua bishop we talk about wrestling we talk about him being a young wrestling fan compared to like where i was in my life what he thinks of hulk hogan uh is he team sheets or team wawa or is he a option c guy uh, i hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Joshua Bishop is a great student at AIW. I love everything the students are doing, and that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. More on that in the interview and more on that when we finally try to record the Absolution 12 review episode. We also have the preview of the next AIW show coming up, uh, another interview. So there's a lot to come here on Wrestling Cheers. Please stick around with us and enjoy the ride. So for now, let's go to the interview. And we're back here on the podcast, and this interview has been the biggest pain in the ass so far, and I've only done two. I'm so with, sorry. <laughs> with, with a third one on, on deck after this, uh, this has, we have tried at three different AIW shows to get this done. We actually did get it done, and then with my luck, I'm just going to say technology was a son of a bitch that day, and uh, I need to learn more about my system, this uh, particular tablet too, and one that I use for on the road, so today I'm recording through windows and a better uh, program so as soon as i'm done i'm gonna hit save and we're gonna be perfect but i'm here with joshua bishop aiw student how how are you doing this evening because this, this is too this isn't on a show this is the, the first interview at my house not necessarily my house i have a landlord slash roommate but coming on where i live and not just at a wrestling show joshua bishop how, how how's it going pretty good how are you let's hope this actually i was gonna save but let's hope it's we're not gonna have run-ins that's a, that was a fun thing that, about was, that was fun we had so many wrestlers because that uh, was after absolution 12 which we talked so much about that and then like like pb smooth Wait, like said something. uh gage gage dom two other people yeah and i wasn't gonna edit any of them out i think the one that i liked the most was gage uh stopping by just shaking our hands and i was like welcome back because uh, Absolution 12 was amazing. It's been... Two weeks? Yeah, three two. A little over a week. It was last weekend. Really? Wow. Yeah, because I'm taking three Fridays off in a row and uh, every other Friday, I should say. Oh. Okay. Every other Friday, and I worked last Friday. This past one, yeah. but the one before that was Absolution, and then I'm off this Friday. Dang. So, absolutely crazy, crazy show. So and, much fun. And uh, talk about uh, your match. Old AIW versus new AIW. Um, Definitely, like, my favorite match I've had so far. I mean, I've only had four, mm -hmm. but definitely the most fun. It was crazy because it was on Absolution. I was so pumped for that. And we just had, like, a fun match. The people seemed to like it a lot. I got a lot of people that came up to me after the match mm -hmm. and, like, a bunch of tweets and stuff about it. But how it was fun and, like, crazy because we did some dumb things. Mm -hmm. Like... My class of students does <laughs> we did a like we have a like little group chat on facebook me kate and a bunch of other fans and i asked people after we did the interview like later in the weekend i said what was your guys top five matches mm -hmm. and the old aw versus new iw was in almost everybody's top five nice. i think it might have been even within top two Ooh. With, i gotta double check through all of them like that was a, a really big match of the night um fans bring the weapons match was a very big fan favorite I, that was my brother's favorite match who's 11 uh big adam cole fan <laughs> Big Adam Cole fan, probably for the wrong reasons. Of course, but uh, that, actually, I, lo I love that match because like I love comedy, comedy wrestling, mm -hmm. and I felt like there was certain parts of that match that was just it was funny, like the silly streak. That I didn't see any. I haven't seen any matches um, 
besides the end of the women's title match, the tag title match, uh, the beginning of Janela and Daniels, and then the main mm-hmm. because we're down in the basement. So I cannot wait for it to come out on VOD to yeah. watch the entire show. That's something that I think a lot of us are already talking about. Like I don't know exactly when this will be posted, but I know a lot of us are really, really looking forward to that match. I mean, not a match with that uh, release. There's because a lot of great matches. Like, I think, and I, I said this after the show and after we did our interview, and something I really thought of. I think right now AIW has this like another brand with with you all the students. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people look over it and it's it's whatever, but you have like the regular AIW shows which were great, mm-hmm. the GNOs which were always great, mm-hmm. but now I feel like we're we're developing more into the students and like there's so much going on there there's uh your group which no consequences no consequences okay and then there's the production now yeah uh you have alex daniels who just lost the intense title so everything's going on with him i know i'm probably missing our problem there's a lot of just standout students dom the, oh, of course dom pb Ooh, okay can we talk about pb for a second <laughs> oh god what do you want to talk no, about no. pb smooth okay after we did the interview that got deleted which will always piss me off but he put out a tweet uh-huh. saying like he loves how we put you over how did you take that because i took it two different ways and i'm like okay is he saying like oh i love that they're putting him over this oh yeah that's how it was because then he messaged me okay and he was like no like i thought he was just like dicking around i thought it was like yeah look at these guys yeah. putting him over i was I'm like just, i was like I was like, we, I was like, uh, all right, PB, you got uh, salty. And he's like, no, like I'm serious. Like it's good. He's like, you look good out there, mm-hmm. which I don't really think I do. But he says like that it's like little things that I do are impressive mm-hmm. for only having like such short matches. Because uh-huh. he watches all of our matches. I think like anyone from the academy watches like the, all of our matches because we don't just represent us. I feel like we represent like the entire academy as a whole because like we all want to build up. Yeah. To like together to make it better and like more respectable. I guess. Yeah. Because while we're all, like, while we all might be doing different things, collectively we're still able to students and, like, to get our students together. Like, we train together yeah. two to four times a week. Uh, like, we go on road trips together. Like, we're basically a family. Yeah. Uh, like, the other way I was taking it was, uh, like I said, it was either, like, he was, like, like downgrading you or whether he was oh, complimenting yeah. you. That's why I was like, it took yeah. me a while to respond because I was like, okay, do I say, like, all right. Because the one I did was, like, PBB love you, too. Oh. But then there was also, like, I was going to be like, we were trying to book you for an interview, but the coroner said you're booked. Oh. <laughs> so I was trying to see, like, I don't know where he was coming from that, but another one of our run-ins that we had at the show. Oh, I love PB Smooth. <laughs> So fun. I love I love what developed between him and Frankie. Yeah. Uh, and just that that production idea. Like I got a chance to talk to Derek uh-huh. about it, and actually I'm like, welcome to like AW now full time, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, thanks. And we we talked a little bit uh, about some of that stuff, and um, it's just it's just so many more. Because I can't forget too. I uh, just thought of you know Carson and, and Dan because uh, I feel like there's more that they can do with that. Whether what they do with Hornswoggle, I don't know, but I feel like those two work together work, work as a good unit. And there's other people within. I mean within AW that I can think of with the students that are just great. It's just like, it's cool that like Thorne like gives us the opportunity mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to at all because mm-hmm. he can just book whoever. And it's cool that he lets, like he gives us opportunities on like big shows like Absolution, his biggest show of the year. Yeah. Like look at how many students were on that. A lot. Well, I think a lot yeah. of the matches everybody loved, I think students were on it. Yeah. And I think... There's a lot of people that I know make comments about, you know, students like, oh, I don't care, blah, blah, Like, I, I was talking to a friend before the show, and he's like, he's like, I'm a name guy. I like to come to IW when there's, like, names, which I get that. Yeah. But I feel like there's people out there who stand up for you guys. Yeah, which saying, is cool. Well, it's not, not just, I should say stand up for you guys, but it's just like, there's, and I think Thorne is a big one. He's always oh, said yeah. this, like, there's people who, you know, they want the names to come yeah. in, but they there's nobody that they want to, like, they, start from the ground up and they, watch them go. They want to see the names, but they don't want to see you become the name. Yeah. Is the thing. But it's not like there's not 
not names on the show either because there's like Tom Lawler, there's Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Like people float in, like Zack Sabre Jr.'s been on shows, Hornswoggle. But I think it's like the Tequila Jack shows. Yeah. That the people talk about where. Tequila we got Glacier on the next show. It's <laughs> a bigger name than that. that. That's true. There's always like one or two names, but there's never that it's like, oh, I like I have to. Like that's yeah, what yeah. some people would say. And I, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, like let's let some of these wrestlers build. Like I didn't come into AIW or the local scene until 2011. So like a guy like Gargano was already like built. Yeah. And he was already a name, but he was, he still had a little bit more room to go. Like he wasn't in NXT yet. He wasn't obviously he wasn't in NXT yeah, yeah. yet. He was uh, right around the time he won the Open the Freedom Gate okay, Championship. Okay. So so he was like he was really starting to blow up even more. But I wasn't there for the other years for the ride, and it, it doesn't really happen overnight. Like you have to be around for some of these guys. So it's like fun watching guys like you, uh, PB. Who I mean, recently had that WWE tryout? Yeah. Which can we talk about how they blew his cover because they oh. gave his real they gave his real uh, height it was like six something I was like six oh, nine I was like man they <laughs> you need to change your Twitter handle now dude um we're just gonna skip over that um. <laughs> He's definitely still seven foot tall in the ring. That must be the boots. Do add a few inches. <laughs> uh, but and there's so many students that AIW is building. It's just a fun, different show. And I, I was, I'm now starting to get it even more and more. And I think it's one thing, like, we weren't going to get it straight out the gate with the school. But mm-hmm. as time's gone on, especially, like, you know, Alex Daniels, I can't say yeah. any more, anything else about him. Like, he's good. But it, yeah. it took him a while to even get where he's at now. And even what Greg said on an interview, it's like, like, he still has room. He still has stuff to do. But he's going to get there. And even where he's at now like it does it didn't happen overnight no it's been like what three years maybe uh, two years oh everything episode 10 11 12 little three i thought around, nine i nine thought they were around, around around nine or was there was 10 it the might end have of the been year nine. 10, ten. 10 was the like big money main event so which I, I even said at that time it's like he almost seemed out of place but i understood where it was coming from you want uh-huh. to get that that a, that like aiw team so you're going to you're going to bring in the, your you top student when well, you have the old school but you're going to have someone who's new mm-hmm. so be like all right Gargano, J Pro, all these people. Okay, we also have someone who this is who's going to be blown up. And now, like, what he's had since Absolution 10 is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's like, absolutely. Because I remember I tried to get into school when I was like 15. Jesus. But yeah, well, because it started, I think, the summer from when I was going from freshman to sophomore. And, uh, but the biggins emailed me back that you had to be 18. So I just kind of waited and I just followed, like, all the students. Like, I took, like, I don't know, like, I liked watching all the students and, like, I never went to any AW shows. Like, I would just get them online okay, or whatever, like, look at results or, like, follow how they report and stuff. But Yeah, get that plug in on the second round. Thank you hey, very yeah, much. Yeah, man, I plugged the first time. Might as well plug it the second. So <laughs> so I was always interested in, like, the students the most yeah. because I, cause that's what I knew eventually I would become. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I think it's cool that we get these opportunities. And then we got your group, which uh, I loved the debut <laughs> because... Well, that trick. <laughs> uh no, it was at first we were like, oh my god, like it, it felt like the whole NXT angle, which is fine. It's yeah, it's fun yeah. to like experience your own version of it. Mm-hmm. And then you guys started going over to Steve Guy, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna choke him out. They're, <laughs> they're gonna go that route. They're gonna grab the tie and they're gonna grab choke the him. Someone's gonna get fired from AEW. <laughs> Something like that. But um, so we have yourself, uh-huh. Gary the King Baller, uh, Trey Lamar. Uh, Chase Oliver and AJ. Okay, okay, there is AJ. I'll make it like because we have. Uh, he's 
he's gonna loan a hand here and there. Which is great to see AJ Gray. Like he's another oh. that just came onto the scene with VIW, and then like this guy comes from Tennessee and just rode up with Schultz for basically a year just to bartend. Yeah, and that's that whole story about him is amazing. The, yeah. the match that he had at Jaylit, or the, just that that weekend. Yeah, the two couple matches he had were just amazing. Match with Kaplan, probably <laughs> my favorite match I've ever seen in my life. The match that I want to see now is AJ Gray versus T Money. Ooh. Because that's the that's the spot in the match I thought we were gonna get. I thought we were gonna get like these two face to face. T Money was gonna try a pounce and it wasn't gonna work and like Ooh. we were gonna get a nice back and forth between the because like, I think we talked about it on the preview podcast of who was gonna be and I think I said I think I'm gonna say you. And because I don't know, just thinking over Twan Tucker like size I'm like, I don't know, I could just see it with, with Joshua Bishop and, and like that and then as soon as like AJ Graham, I'm like, oh no, right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. That's that's the money match. That's that's what I want to see. These, I want to see these two guys go at it. It's gonna be a, if if or when it happens, it's gonna be amazing. It's two hosses just going in there. <laughs> That's the greatest going thing about. And I mean, we've had matches I think similar like that at AIW, but I don't care. Like T Money, <laughs> he's like the whole pounce thing with him. It's always just funny because he's gonna get those moments with people, oh. and they're gonna fly. Veda was one of them. Uh, weird body. I must say weird body. <laughs> I mean, that's what we figure. Like, oh yeah, he's going fly. That's gotta happen. Trey Lamar. <laughs> oh, Chase Oliver. Was that one in the match? No, uh, he pounced Trey. Okay. It's hard to remember from even though it was only a week ago. Yeah, and then I took the cannon. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, let's let's talk about your history. Uh, something that I, I want to get into, and it was actually one of the first points on the original interview, was your family. <sighs> the How? Bishop Brigade. <laughs> Is that the official name <laughs> we're going what someone yelled at uh, Tequila Jacks the first time, and then uh, Worldwide told me that's what they, I have to refer to them as from now on. I think that's perfect. For those who don't know, I mean, we, you see it all the time with students we have the, the the big first student show and like all the family for all these wrestlers come and i think it was like your match like you heard each wrestler's family like pop for you mm-hmm. and then normally like that's it they we don't see them ever again your family is not that case they show up in numbers every growing every time every single time and i love that, that that's that's a family that is supporting you supporting aiw like what's what's not to love oh it's the best and then uh like i remember after my last one my uncle texted me and he's like, he's like, I'll be needing uh, another four tickets for the next one as well, because we'll be bringing some more people. And I'm just like, all right, just that is awesome. Even growing, yeah. Maybe at Tequila Jacks, the whole uh, stage area will just be the front five and the Bishop Brigade. So what you're saying is the the huge pre-sale from Absolution is because of your family? No, no, it's because you can joke around. And okay, say maybe, maybe a little bit. Like I think there might have been like 30 people there last time. So it was like a nice section of blacked out T-shirts. Yeah, they already had the shirts ready. Kenny Wang asking my family if he can come over for family dinner. What? Yeah, so uh, he went up to my mom and dad at the Tequila Jack show. Okay. And uh, he bought a shirt off me earlier in the day, or like early, early in the show. Because mm-hmm. I was, I think, maybe second after intermission, maybe. Okay. And uh, he went and put it on the parking lot, and he like went up to my family after the show and was saying, can't wait for the next few years with you guys. It's going to be great. <laughs> at what point can I come over for family dinner? And my parents don't really understand, like, mm-hmm. independent wrestling or anything, really, but like they just come because to support which is awesome and they were just like this super fan just came up to us and was like shaking our hand and like saying he can't wait i'm like who they're like who is this guy i'm like oh he's just an aiw regular it's a good dude that's amazing yeah. and like you basically said like your family is not really big wrestling fans but they're yeah they're here to support you which is awesome 
Like, my parents could care less about professional wrestling, except for AIW at this point. Which is good. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes if, like, WWE or something's on and my younger brother's watching it, or, like, a random, maybe, like, a PWG show or something's on, like, my dad will watch it and be like, oh, that's cool, because, like, they do flips or, like, they're yeah. strong. Like, something cool, like, but he doesn't really care about, like, the 25-minute promos or anything anymore, because, like, what he liked the most was, like, the Attitude Era, obviously, because that was when he was, like, uh, that's, like, probably, like, right after he had me. Okay. So he was, like, going with, like, my one uncle i remember like i was going to shows with them when i was younger mm-hmm. but like the age kind of fell out of it eventually like i guess a bunch of people did after that time but it's cool like for them to come back into it and i remember when i told them who was gonna be like in their jail at weekend and like when i told him dan severn was there mm-hmm. on night one he was like damn it it's like i wish you would have told me before we'd come <laughs> it's like i would have come to see the beast well, we, we didn't know that he was gonna be there yeah but, um until like the day of and then uh like uh my dad asked me like how the night went before after my show and i was okay. like, oh, like dan severn was randomly here he's like I wish you would have told me. I would have come. That was a fun thing. Like, after the night one, I got to, like, tell fans, like, people who weren't, like, really wrestling fans, be like, I seen Tom Lawler versus Dan Severin. Like, you tell that to a UFC fan. Oh, yeah. What? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the wrestling show? Yeah, man. It was awesome. And he came, like, Tom Lawler came out, dressed as Severin, came out to his music, mocked him and everything. And then, like, they're all like, oh, man, that's pretty, actually pretty cool. Yeah, Tom Lawler so far. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Just a different fighter every time. He was Chuck Liddell at Absolution. Okay, I never get, like, half of those wrestling. Like, I, I got Severin, mm-hmm. but, like, I didn't get Liddell. Because oh. I thought just he was, like, being himself. Just, uh, he just, like, shaved his facial hair in the way of someone. Because then he, like, drew, like, the Chinese tattoo back of his ear, too. And then, oh, okay. But, like, like, came off earlier, I think, a sweat or something. Thing. Probably. Yeah, because he asked me later on, he's like, do I still have these? I was like, no. Yeah, it was hot. It was so hot. But It was one of those things I remember before the show, was like, it was hot outside, we're uh-huh. waiting and everything, and then everybody sounds like, oh yeah, the air AC is on. I'm like, that's not lasting. Yeah. Like, I remember we first walked in to drop out, like, to set up the ring, and Dan was like, enjoy us AC now, boys, because in about five hours, it's going to be a thousand degrees in here. Mm-hmm. And it was. Oh, it's still not as bad as Absolution 10. I wanted to go so bad. Oh, you didn't go to that one? No, I wasn't allowed. My um, family would never take me to AW shows. Okay. If only they would have known how many shows they would become too eventually yeah that's true but like with i mean you're, you missed i mean a great show but um that temperature is the way you didn't miss like it was worse than what we had at absolution 12 and i think the problem is like i know a lot of people left at intermission i mean that's mm-hmm. lovely but they went outside yeah, yeah, and came yeah. back in and that's when it hit you more i was like no I'm, I'm staying in here and then after the show i mean i fucking let that cold air hit me and because uh like the night before absolution no. dom dan and i we watched absolution 10 and like we were just seeing it progressively throughout more matches like how much sweat was like they tried to wipe up but just it wasn't doing anything yeah because like the ring was so like slippery yeah that was a big thing this year yeah like Clemens freaking <laughs> slipped and fell oh yeah on a side note, the thing that I love about Absolution 12, and it's where we are now in AIW, is the whole uh, Nick Gage, Tim Don's thing. Because... Did you love it? I couldn't tell. Were you pumped for Nick Gage to come back? <laughs> um, just a little bit. The picture has been, has been released. I'm going... Like, it's just a picture. I'm going nuts, and I'm like, I want to see the video. Because as soon as his music hit... Like, actually, I spent all weekend, like, listening to, to For Whom the Bell Tolls. Because I'm just like, oh, it just pumps me up. Uh, but the storyline that you had with those two was at Absolution 10. Yeah. That you had Donst, who was that hardcore who, match? Who, yeah, who was who was the good guy, the mm-hmm. uh, you know beating cancer and all this kind of stuff, going against the I don't want to say evil Nick Gage, but you know the little the I'm just came out of prison. And yeah, you, like look at him however you want, and Donst wins, and then gets 
attacked after the match by Gage. Mm-hmm. We don't see him again for two years. And it's a 180 between what we had. Because yeah. now, like, Donst is now... Probably the top, what, heel in the I would say, like, we have an interesting history. And sometimes he takes the heel character to me when we're talking. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, I get it, man. Like, I'm not saying shit anymore. But, yeah, come, like, I'll boo you because I'm supposed to. <laughs> but I'm like, man, like, you're, you're like, you are doing good, man. I, I can't say much. But, you know, you have everything with him. And now, all of a sudden, Nick Gage comes back. And, and like... He's done nothing else in AEW for two years. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, you know, the savior, the, the king has returned. The king has returned. And, like, everybody goes fucking nuts for him. Like, I know me, Laporta, Alberti, a bunch of other people. It just, I love that part, that whole aspect of it. I think it's also because it's now, like, he hasn't done anything in two years. Because, like, since he's been back on the scene, especially in, like, Game Changer and stuff, like, those promos he's been cutting are so good. And, like, his promo on Matt Riddle is so good. Have you seen that one? I can't remember if I have or haven't. I know, like, I was oh. looking forward to that match because I was just like, I hope he kills him. Oh. <laughs> it's like, Gage, just stick in a few stiff just ones. Choke breakers left and right. Yeah. I, I want to see that. Actually, when it comes to Riddle, I want to see that match. I want to see. I think he's doing... Does he have a match against Waller somewhere? Yeah. No, Beyond? Uh, no, Black Label, I think, in Ember. Okay. That sounds right about right now. Something. I know Dom's on that show, too. Good for Dom. I love how, like, how like, guys like him are getting out. Like, I know um in tennessee the southern underground pro like they've yeah some aiw students me and uh chase oliver direction and aj Guerrero in a four on their next show awesome and then i think dom's in like the number one contender match or something there is he is that a the okay number one contender. i'm thinking the title match i'm like isn't that he has first janela yeah that'll be sweet Love to see Dom out there more. Hopefully, we'll get we'll get him on the show here eventually. He doesn't have the advantage of meeting my dog like Josh oh, did, so we got we got to mention that. He would love it. He loves dogs. Well, he loves uh. He, we've we've had a conversation. He likes uh my Frenchie Zool, but I have her uh not really locked up, just in, in the kitchen away from us making noise. That's the soft spot in Dom's heart is a nice bulldog. Oh yeah, we've we've had great conversations about that before. Um, back into you for because this is the other thing. Like this is your first, technically second, yeah, <laughs> technically second interview, but um first one that everybody's going to get to hear. So we we don't, we don't really know that much about you. Uh, tell us uh, how you got introduced to wrestling. Um, Basically through my dad. Um, I don't really remember a time where I didn't watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. There was times where, like, I didn't follow it as hard and stuff because, like, when you're, like, middle school and stuff, you really, like, worry about other things, like sports and, like, trying to, like, get girls or whatever. And, like, wrestling's not cool. But I think now... Not for, you, not for when you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was a kid, it was cool. Yeah. Well, I wish cooler. it was cool when I was a kid. That was the, I think when I was in middle school, that was the, the Attitude Era. I think WCW, I mean, WWE bought WCW the end of my eighth grade year. I feel old. I was four years old when that happened. Oh, yeah. I want to feel old. <laughs> my favorite moment in wrestling is uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart Iron Man match at uh, WrestleMania 12, which was my 10th birthday. Dang. You weren't even thought of. No. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but wrestling wasn't really the cool thing when I was a kid, which kind of sucked because it was always cool to me. And, like, there was a few kids that would watch it, and, like, you guys would kind of, like, secretly talk about it. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, whisper, whisper. Hey, did you see Raw? Did you see SmackDown? How cool is that? Or whatever, but... It didn't really become, but, and, like, I kind of used to, like, not acknowledge I was a wrestling kid. And eventually one day I just, like, stopped caring. I was like, yeah, this is what I like. I like wrestling a lot. I'm going to be a pro wrestler one day. And uh, I think it's probably, like, the pipe bomb, really, which, like, got me. I used to only know three wrestling companies. One was a Cleveland Independent on STO. Uh, One was TNA, and the other one was WWE. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) But then the pipe bomb was, like, hey, Cole Cabana, maybe I'll go to Ring of Honor, maybe I'll go to New Japan. I was like, what are these? Mm -hmm. And it was, like, in the summer, so. So 
I didn't have anything to do. So I just watched Ring of Honor, like old Ring of Honor videos, like old New Japan. Like I found the Art of Wrestling podcast. Like I went back and I listened to like every episode. Which that was like, I think the end of the first year of yeah. his show. Because that's roughly when I started listening to it more. And I remember listening to Zack Ryder. That's what I really fell in love with Zack Ryder. Like I loved the, everything mm-hmm. that he was doing, like the whole uh, E or Z True Hollywood story. Uh-huh. But like that's where like I loved, started loving him as a fan. Uh, Claudio Casanoli back when he was Claudio Casanoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, his love of coffee. I remember and I think that's where I first heard of because I didn't I didn't get introduced to STO wrestling. Oh. <laughs> you want to call it? Yeah. I, I mean, I could say it. I can say Prime PWO, but um, I'm not gonna say it. I got introduced to that afterwards so that's why then i learned who that cross was mm-hmm. but i remember listening to his interview and like I, that's one of my probably like of that era that's one of my favorites i remember listening to him because i didn't know who any of the other people were but i knew who matt cross was yeah i remember that too like going like okay like i was like skimming through episodes like okay i don't want to like i'm like i don't know who you are i don't know mm-hmm. who you are then like over time you go like i think like eddie kingston was one of them like i don't remember eddie kingston at that time but now i'm like oh oh i know who eddie kingston is like let me go listen to this interview there's only like and then i there weren't a lot of wrestling podcasts at the time at all so like i would just go back and re-listen episodes like i remember in my freshman science class like our teacher would just do nothing we would just he was put on movies all the time and it was super easy so i would just throw in like one year bud and just mm-hmm. listen i remember like listening to the tyler just like re-listening to the tyler black episode for some reason it's just like a memory i have of listening to that episode mm-hmm. like and because i was like oh tyler black age of the fall oh yeah sweet mm-hmm. and then uh i remember listening to that and then that's how i found out because i think at the end he talks about how he's going to wwe or something i think yeah and that's mm-hmm. how i found out where he was because like I didn't really know about like the dirt sheets or read any of those so I was like oh maybe people just retire <laughs> I was like these people just retire and then uh, and then I remember because I didn't watch NXT either because I never had Hulu yeah because that was during that crazy Hulu, Hulu era yeah. yeah so I'd only catch like some YouTube snippets but never really caught any Tyler Black ones I remember catching uh, Hero and Claudio and uh, Sammy and like Neville and Bo Dallas but like there was like that weird time where he was kind of on but like when they were getting ready for the shield or whatever mm-hmm. and he like stopped for like two or three weeks and then like I remember when he uh, like the shield debut I was like oh hell yeah like Tyler Black's on the main roster I'm all about this yeah I remember that that, like really exposed me to like what independent wrestling was was all about mm-hmm. it was like the sacrifice and like the driving all the miles and stuff yeah. for like nothing but it's not like it skewered me away from it i was like that sounds awesome to me it's all about paying your dues i mean even not even being in wrestling i feel like that in a lot of other industries like you you have to pay your dues one way or another in wrestling it seems like those are those are some of the ways and if you're not willing to do it you're not willing to be there and like and then i remember i would like i like hated reading and i was like the king of spark notes in school mm-hmm. but the only books i would ever read completion or uh wrestling books and every year for some reading i'll just choose a different one I remember one year i did jericho's book we did two two books and i did both the jericho's his first two because his third one wasn't out yet okay i think it's a fourth one coming out right i don't know which number they're on the only one that i know of because i'm a for a while i was an audiobook person oh okay and there's a couple out that you could get on audible i think it was the, the hogan wwe book the lead wwe book and the austin okay. wwe book and then jericho's uh best in the world yeah that that, that book which was on there which was sad that he didn't read it it was some other person which was actually fun because uh there were points that whoever this person was reading it uh-huh. didn't like get notes from jericho it was just he was reading it and he was like mispronounce words it's just like <laughs> like that's not how you say it. i can't remember some of the ones off top of head but it might have been like he mispronounced mysterio uh, or something like that so where you're just like all right like that was wrong like i remember it's probably like my sophomore to junior year was when we did do two and so i remember i read his first one and he said like before training like to be a wrestler to get himself in shape he would run three miles every day mm-hmm. so then after that i started running three miles every day until like the winter 
later. And then, um, because I was like, I gotta get myself in shape. But and then I like played sports or whatever, so I kind of do that like, in the morning. I mean, I probably could have, but probably not a good excuse. But I remember I read it like in a span of like ten hours. Like I just stayed up all night because I was wow. so intrigued and fascinated by like because it talks about the heart dungeon that he went to mm-hmm. and then going like his mexico days and then japan and i'm like super fascinated by japanese wrestling mm-hmm. like that's like a big goal of mine to at some point that'd be awesome and then it ends with the clock down to the new millennium yeah and i was like oh well, gotta read book two now so then i went and i bought uh, the second book on kindle also because i used a kindle to read them all okay just showing your age i'm sorry <laughs> we had fun on this on the original one where like he'd say something and it just for anyone at least around my age you're just like oh my god i was like even you mentioned the pipe bomb it's like man yeah. i was i was moved out of like i actually was right around the time i moved out with my ex and i think the money in the bank was the weekend of i was 13 years old young 13 year old joshua bishop jesus man. getting pumped for his favorite wwe match <laughs> Cena and Punk, so good. Great match. I remember that's back when I wasn't watching it live as much, only because like you had to pay for it, and actually we didn't have internet at our apartment yet. Because like I said, we moved that end of oh. money to the bank, and I didn't uh, I didn't have a way to watch it. And I was like trying to find ways, and I like remember, I just read results. I remember I always had like one streaming site I would use to watch uh, that and UFC cards. And I remember as it started, that was the same one when uh, Daniel Bryan won the money in the bank. Right? Yeah. So he wins the money in the bank, and then the stream gets shut down, and I'm like, no, like I have to see this match. It's like the most important match of my. I'm like, I'm thinking like, you know, like you know the stories because like I've watched like the documentaries and stuff of like, oh, it was like Austin and Brett, like that was the match for me. Or like people be like Hogan and Savage, like when you watch kind of like uh, like their doc, like the documentary people ones that people have on their careers. Like this is the moment that got me hooked on wrestling, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this could be my match. This is gonna be my <laughs> match. Why can I not watch this? And then I remember I just went to bed and I woke up and I found it on like Daily Motion the next day, mm-hmm. and I like watched it and I was like, God damn, that was awesome. That was such an epic moment in uh, wrestling. I remember actually had a memories come up recently on Facebook where I was mm-hmm. telling people I'm like like if you still watch wrestling like you need to watch the CM yeah. Punk stuff like it's just amazing yeah. I was like telling all my friends I was like yo guys I understand you guys think this is all fake shit but like this CM Punk guy like he's saying real things he's like yo fuck you Vince McMahon fuck you Triple H and I'm like guys like watch this I remember when that all happened because that, that's one of those moments that it's fun to be just alive or just mm-hmm. in the moment when it happens because I remember like after that uh, episode of Raw everybody like they show ended kind of like fans were looking at each other online going was that real what just happened and those are the moments in wrestling that are the best that's the coolest part where you're just going what, what did i just watch yeah because like we like at this point we all know it's predetermined but like when the lines are bored so much that even like the most dire of diehards are like what happened mm-hmm. like that's the coolest parts i think it's and it's the the moments fresh after they're all i remember some of us were just going what's going on like obviously as as the week went on yeah and, and, like, and you heard because they taped that week and the next week together uh-huh. so like you knew okay punk's not on it like it's punk's not it, not saying that wasn't real but it's just it was everything was loosely scripted yeah and we're, it's, we're going to lead into punk versus mm-hmm. cena and i remember that whole big thing was like like did he resign like what, what's going yeah. on what's going on like i i wish i would have got to watch it live because i probably would have had a oh i did watch it live. i was so i remember <laughs> that like exactly like being so pumped mm-hmm. but also like so sad because i want him to go to ring of honor so i wish he would have just like defended the t- like mm-hmm. there's like worked out some sort of deal where he just goes around he like hits the indies for like six months boom like comes back like right like comes back in like the rumble or something yeah like that that, that's insane. what a lot of people i remember were wanting him to 
actually defend it in other places and then have him eventually come back and be like, nah, I'm still a champ. Like, I remember, uh, this is like a super random thing, but like, I used to be super big into like, obviously like the action figures and stuff, like all mm-hmm. kids are. Yeah. But I mean, I was probably a little old for third cares. And so, uh, like I was always on like wrestlingfigures.com. Okay. Or like ringside collectibles, I think it's called. Yeah. And, uh, they were hosting like a Mattel panel and like, yeah. And the poor punk was like, hey, uh, you ever gonna, he's like, the real champ's right here. And he like had it in a bag or something. And mm-hmm. then like everyone in the room like, was going insane. And they actually videotaped it, like as he was going in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, they, they actually had footage from the panel. Yeah. But they yeah. also had like, hey, here's me yeah. walking in, and like, I, I remember that because that was also the same time everything happened with Greg too. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, a week or so later, and that's. I mean, that was my first introduction to Greg, but it was a big question of like, okay, well, the panel stuff. I mean, that was this, but like, he didn't have the title here. Yeah. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. He was at Indie Show A, but he just did certain thing against WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, what is his? like step like i kind of wish i knew about like the observer and stuff because i'm like i'm super curious to hear about like what that was like what like what they were talking about then yeah of but i don't know maybe if those are like on youtube i'll listen to them just because i'm curious because like i've heard them talk about like i've heard them review money in the bank i've heard like like the cena punk match just because i'm like curious about it from like all aspects of people mm-hmm. and then i've heard him talk about his like podcast about like his anti-wwe podcast or whatever yeah that was yeah it was like probably four or five times i think twice I haven't listened to it in a while that's that's one of those episodes you want to go back and listen to it yeah see what you remember what you forgot and <laughs> it's still so funny oh my god <laughs> talking about Ryback. That's a run and we're waiting to happen. Oh, that wasn't his podcast ever? No. Oh. That's the thing right now. Like you were saying earlier, like, oh, there wasn't many there wasn't many wrestling podcasts. I mean there was. There was a lot. Yeah. But in between now and then it's just multiplied where that doesn't seem like it's a lot. Now it's every wrestler has one. I think I have like my top five I have to hit every week. So like cars going to change, wrestling cheers, wrestler review. It's like a very underrated podcast. Have you ever heard of it? Mm. I'm trying to get more people in the AIW world hooked on it. I'm trying to get the locker room hooked on it. I've started to get some of the started to get dominant into it and Dan I'll look, these, I'll look into it it's just these two comedians that just, they don't even do any research they just recall what they're from memory okay uh, someone's career it's so funny it's so weird and random Marty and Sarah and then uh, the art of wrestling those are like my five I listen to a week okay. and then I have like a bunch of other ones these are the Definitely get the wrestling cheers uh, p- uh, plug in there. Oh well, yeah, talks about like AIW and like. Yeah, we're getting more into that. Obviously, now doing a lot more. Got the interview obviously with you for second yeah. time for the fifth time, and um, I know there's other ones, and then I wanted to cover a bunch of shows. I know with these shows coming up, oh. it's uh, there's gonna be a lot to talk about, and we still have yet to record yes. a review, which will probably be recorded before this gets released. I'm not 100 percent sure. The absolution. Yeah, that probably might be just be me and Caden. I haven't even like touched base with everybody. It's more or less. I wanted to do it really quick afterwards uh-huh. like within a, the week but I was like I eh, felt really bad about the interview like being lost and yeah, then it was yeah. like I'm like oh, I'll give it another week and then I'm going to Rockstar uh-huh. this uh, this coming week so I'm like oh, I'm like planning stuff out yeah. but yeah I love doing that uh, see like podcasts that I listen to because I have the benefit of like I have a day I'm in my job I can listen to whatever I want yeah. so I mean there's ones that I hit up like I, I mean Art of Wrestling is one of my favorites I was cons- I even told Quote one time I'm like Quote Art of Wrestling is like home to me because it was one of the handful when I first started getting to podcast and i could not listen for a while i can come back and i just uh-huh. it still feels home yeah because and i love his format yeah it's real good like skip the first five minutes no that's the first, the i actually listen to the first five really? the, the ones that get me are jericho jericho yeah. and austin because jericho will play it off like he's still in the conversation that's with him so irritating because it'll be it'll be he's talking one way on one mic and then he he changes yeah but you can like, and I, hear it yeah and i'm just like dude stop it like at least austin kind of like yeah this is recorded after <laughs> 
Stone Cold's podcast. If you have not listened to the Stone Cold episode where he reviews Kenny Omega and Okada one for Wrestle Kingdom this year, please, after this is done, listen to I it. I think I did. I can't. It's just been a while. <laughs> it's so funny how he breaks it down in the beginning. Because he's like, he's like, so I turn it on, all these fans are tweeting me. And I start five minutes, I see the entrances. I'm like, all right. Then I start another five minutes, I'm like, I gotta go do something with Hershey. And then he's like, and then I check on Twitter, and Dave Meltzer's tweeting about it's the greatest matchup. And he's like, an old David boy knows a thing or two about wrestling. He's been around the block, so I gotta watch. And he's like, and god damn it, this is the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. And he talks about it for like 35 minutes. It's so funny. Oh, it's been a while since I've listened to that episode, but I remember it was something like that. Because I think I might have waited to listen to that till I watched Wrestle Kingdom, or mm-hmm. I don't remember the time difference, but I remember I do remember listening to it. It's been a while. Oh, other shows. I like Lawler's podcast. I don't think I've listened to a single at Lawler's. He did a almost a mini series where he covered a lot. I mean, a lot about his uh, feud with Kaufman, and that's one of my favorite moments of wrestling history because, like, I didn't, I wasn't around during that time, so whenever I see stuff, it mm-hmm. just like I like learning about. Because I think Andy Kaufman was a great heel, uh-huh. one of the greatest bad guys because i feel like he had a lot of people hate him and like he just he fooled everybody or at least that's what it seems like Mm -hmm. was for me growing up wasn't around the time didn't didn't know anything about it so just for him to do that i'm like that's fucking genius and now like celebrities who are involved wrestling like no one in my opinion can touch him make you sad if i told you uh you don't know who andy kaufman is no i know who andy kaufman okay. is i just don't really know much about that feud well, have, you, have you watched the man on the moon no. no that's a great movie i'm sorry i'm not a big movie guy god man that's like oh, I, I love movies i'm sorry what's well, really if you watch me what i do i go home i work out and watch some wrestling i go to bed and go to work watch wrestling yeah. Sometimes <laughs> i watch shows about wrestling too <laughs> like glow just finished that didn't finish though but oh okay. god told me the ending of it so i'm probably not gonna finish it and then he's like it was out for three weeks yeah i mean it's not a real big spoiler i don't think there's i mean granted like everybody in it i mean the characters weren't the real versions it's yeah. all fabricated for the show which i mean that's fine whatever yeah. i like the story they told and I, i'm looking forward to see like okay we're going to a second season yeah. when now glow's going to be a thing not just like it was, i felt like it was a big lead up yeah it's to like what... the episode did you listen to uh do you listen to Marin's podcast ever wtf no he has a few episodes he has one with chavo which is a real good listen mm-hmm. he has one with uh the producers of the show i think the executives and then the two main stars okay i heard and they're all real good i heard because the they did almost the same thing with the xfl like a lot of those people toured other like mm-hmm. were on other podcasts like i know sam roberts i listened to him mm-hmm. and they talked about uh, the, the main girl of it which i know her more from Mad Men because i love yeah. that show and then there's one with uh awesome Con- well, i guess whatever real name that's referred to Con- i don't i don't even know off the top of my head i also yeah. say karma half the time yeah because i love that what no the greatest thing that never happened right up there with panda express oh Loved those videos. The one where they get in the, the, the coffin for no reason. Yes. They were both. I always say, like, it seemed like an independent wrestling, Johnny Gargano never really got to shine in promo. Yeah. Like, I felt like he just cut, like, normal promos. Nothing was anything bad about him, but just, like, now I feel like there was, there was like, the Panda Express ones where he really shined, and some of the ones he did with Ciampa in uh, NXT, which were really good. I was like, yeah. oh my god, like, this, I feel like this has been hiding uh-huh. for so long. Uh, I think Johnny's just, like, even though he's, like, super good, I still think he's underrated, because I still think he's, like, one of the best for but it might be biased because I've probably watched him for like over a decade at this point. Yeah. But he's always been like a top guy in everything I've watched him in. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I feel like he's so good always. Like when I see people tweet like, wow, this Gargano match was so good. I'd be like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. He's the man. He's also the nicest guy in the world. Top five, I think, nicest wrestlers I've ever met. The best. Like, I, there's, I can't say anything bad about the dude. I've only heard one person. And I never, I didn't hear directly, but only one person supposedly say something bad about them. And the one thing I will say about it is they were a, what I consider to be a Shindy Akron wrestler. You're going to have to tell me after. Okay, that's perfectly fine. He's 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 a no-name. Okay. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen him at a show, so that's going to cancel out a lot of anybody who listens to this who, like, I know, like, I support OCW. Yeah. But it's no, I don't, I don't think he. He's associated with OCW at all. Oh, they run that uh, DBI term. No, nah, he's not even the DBI. I know that no. they're with it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, which that's coming up, which I love. Love that whole thing. That's not too far from actually where... Yeah, did you ever go to the DBIs? I went to the last year. Okay, so you know how they're at that river tree place? Mm-hmm. My neighborhood, right across the street. Okay. Could have done a Goldberg entrance. <laughs> Literally, just walked across the street. That's crazy. Okay. Which actually, on a side note, I mean, we're not promoting them. I'm great. For, I'm still alive. Still prom- I promote them. I know that that's coming up in October, and it's going to be like down the road a little bit further. Yeah, I think it's Canal Fulton, maybe? Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll promote it. Shout out. Met the family before. Very nice people. Oh, yeah. Really sucks. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of the wrestlers that are involved with it that are also in OCW, I've got to know a little bit. Like, I don't want to say like we're best friends, but I yeah. feel like they see me. They know who I am. We mm-hmm. talk. Um, fantastic people. I have, I have nothing bad to say about them so definitely none of those great people there's just one really bitter oh. wrestler and um Wait. but they i think he said bad things about like greg and I, matt might have matt cross might have been in that too i can't remember just someone who's bitter about their position who didn't didn't advance and i, I always seem to see that i remember greg used to get uh attack attack but like harassed by certain shitty wrestlers and greg who's like the king of freaking social media him and page oh, oh my man. god those two on social media are great you see the uh, thing between Dijak, chase oliver and ethan page the other day no it was so funny it was like the phoenix 630 gift mm-hmm. and uh ethan page was like well clearly if there was a ring wasn't there he would have uh wandered into the abyss <laughs> and traveled to another dimension and uh i think chase oliver was just like oh sorry next time i'll try and hit it <laughs> so funny oh that's fantastic i love that uh page he's another guy like i was saying uh, like i love that he vanity searches himself that's so funny like he, he doesn't care and like uh i've seen people now like there's someone who like tweeted about i think i retweeted on wrestling chairs like uh uh it says something about Paige, and then they're like, he's just going to vanity search us, so I'm not going to tag him. <laughs> Did you see uh, how Janela never tweets at Jimmy Lloyd? And someone's like, why don't you ever tag Jimmy Lloyd? And he goes, I want to see how his vanity search game is. <laughs> That's great. Janelle's pretty funny. On oh, yeah. A lot of wrestlers are really up in their game. Greg, some ridiculous outfits, though. Oh, Greg, I mean, Greg has the, the whole ridiculous outfit stuff, whether he's in the ring or out of the ring, his Goodwill uh, shirts that he just randomly finds. I love it when, like, there's times where he'll, like, call people out. Like, yeah. he did he did oh, with a wrestler not too long ago. What, what was his one shirt he had on the other day? It was, like, my dad shirt or something. Super dad? Oh, yeah, super dad. He's like, I realized at 30 years old this is no longer ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who were some of your influences growing up? Getting back to more questions about you. Um, some of my influences definitely be like my parents, much of those generic answers, and like some like football coaches I had. I remember like when I was in uh, like high school okay. is when I had like definitely some coaches that like liked wrestling. So they're like they would always just talk wrestling with me and stuff. And I thought it was super cool that I was gonna be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And when I was a senior, we got a new head lacrosse coach, and we were doing lifting or whatever before like in the winter. And he like there's like this bad stigma of like bands or what people call it and like just like the headband look and then you put your helmet on okay because like you know like the like frap row like flow thing and so he like wasn't about that at all and my hair wasn't long enough yet to put in like a ponytail or a bun and so he was like he would always yell at me and he would be like bishop he's like take the flow band out now i'd be like no i gotta grow my hair out and he would be like why and i'd say because i'm gonna be a professional wrestler and they all he's like i'm starting wrestling training in august 
and he'd be like, and he would just like yell back, and he'd be like, John Cena, Dave the Animal Batista. <laughs> he'd just like Stone yell, Cold. He'd just yell random wrestlers every day at me that had short hair, and he'd be like, just be like one of them. I'm like, no. All my favorite wrestlers started out with long hair. Yeah. What a funny one though would be would be Hogan. He had long hair, he but he did. also had the bu- the bu- major ball spot. I think my favorite thing from Pritchard's podcast is like learning how they cut, like how they shot the show, like mm. shot it so that you could never see the bald spot, which I think is like genius and like something I'd never thought of. Like when I'd go back and watch, like I watch uh, like the Mega Powers like, explode, like that whole yeah like deal, that whole story, which I think is I mean it's cool because it's like well why is nobody siding with the Macho Man? Like he's definitely trying to take his woman, but he's like Hulk Hogan, he's yeah, the ultimate of, good of, guy. of course Hogan wouldn't like do something no, like that. No, so. Hulk Hogan would never do something like that. Even like what show is it? where like Macho Man like points out like piece by piece and like shows the evidence. Ah, uh, I need Monsoon Classic here right uh, now. He could give us the information. Or Caden. No, Caden. I might be too old for Caden. And it's like clearly like video evidence of like everything he's done wrong and then people are still like boo towards the Macho Man. Like It's like, no guys, like seriously, Hulk Hogan, he's going to be a bad guy in a few years. He's going <laughs> to lead the New World Order. <laughs> There's another thing before your time. Indeed. That's what's crazy. I know. Like how like, like the NWO is even before your time. Like, we, we had the same conversation with Caden on yeah. certain things. It was just like, do you even know who Glacier is? Do you even know who, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Shockmaster maybe? Mordecai. Like, do you even know who Mordecai is? I remember Mordecai. But it's, it's fun to tease younger wrestling fans about that. I might probably would have got some of the same stuff. Like, I didn't know who the Four Horsemen were until the inception in WCW that everybody hates with M- Mongo and all them. A certain AIW trainee as well didn't know what the Four stood for. The hand signal. Thought it stood for the Four Horsewoman, as in Becky Lynch. Uh, Get the fuck out. Bailey out. <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> Sasha Banks, and Charlotte Flair. Wow. There was... Didn't know who the Four Horsemen were. I heard somebody recently, I don't remember who it was, and they were like, they just realized, like, what the Four Horsemen was a play on. Like, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, you didn't know that? Like, I, don't, I didn't know that, like, when I was a kid, but, like, I've, I mean, at some point I learned it, like, when I was younger. Because I remember, like, I always heard, like, you always heard about the Four Horsemen and stuff. Like, even though, like, I knew who they were from, like, watching wrestling and, like, Ric Flair, and they would always talk about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when, like, when we were in school one time, and, like, we were supposed to do some project on the four horsemen or whatever and like i was like looking at it, i was like oh awesome a wrestling project i got this and like we did the apocalypse stuff and i was like this sucks why can't i talk about arne anderson <laughs> who are uh some of your favorite wrestlers growing up if you are over the age of 26 27 prepare to feel old all right um edge <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> Edge is like my bad guy growing up. Okay, I can see that. Um, Punk, Jeff, Hardy, Gargano, Prohibition, M Dude, PD Williams. PD Williams. <laughs> AJ Styles, man. I think the only one you're missing from that like era of like when it comes to WWE guys, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, it's true. It's uh, Jeff and Mysterio. There was like a time where like if you were under a certain age, like you oh, uh, like had the armbands or the mask. There was this. I think I was probably I was eight, 18, 19. There was this. Mm-hmm. Uh, woman that I used to work with her daughter used to come oh. in and she was like maybe about four or five and she'd always come in and watch Smackdown and oh. she had like her little Rey Mysterio figure and everything like I've seen picture of her recently and she's freaking like 18 I'm like Jesus Christ oh and Big Match John of course yeah you grew up in that era like yeah. do, does Cena feel like you're Hogan like for, yes. your, for your so, era this might be weird and bad to say I don't really care about Hulk Hogan as much I don't know I, because I don't I've had John Cena forever, and I remember, like, Cena's debut, yeah. which is so weird, because it seems like it was so long ago, but I remember, like, being a kid, I was, like, five, maybe, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
Like, I remember the, the whole Kurt Angle match and, like, how he almost won. And I was like, who is this dude? Yeah. And then he just came out and smacked Kurt Angle. No one smacks Kurt Angle. And to see, like, where his career has gone since then. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, always being... Like, I never understood the John Cena hate except for the Nexus feud. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, this dude's always had, like, good matches. He looks good. He's in shape. He's, like, super, like, a big WWE guy and, like, does a bunch of good stuff. Like, all the make-wishes and stuff. Yeah. Always good promos. And uh, always, like, rushes to get back. Like, yeah. He gets injured, never really like takes time off. And I remember like how poems that would be at like live events when John Cena would come out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that would be like my Hogan. I remember when I went through my hating Cena phase when he wasn't going to be at uh, Unforgiven 2008 because I ended up going had like mm-hmm. second row seats and like he that was had, in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was there. Yeah, he got injured and I was so excited. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm out. I'm way oh. out of the, the I hate Cena phase, but I just remember being like, yeah. And then like that's what I think I hated Batista too, and I was just like booing him the whole time they had like kids in front of me and they were just kind of like what are you doing i remember i was so pumped at a smackdown when carlito was in the ring and rvd cut a promo about how cena's gonna be back next week mm-hmm. and i was so pumped john cena was coming okay. back i remember that time he got frame. stabbed in the nightclub or whatever that was a story right yeah with uh i can't think of carlito's muscle was oh there's someone listening who's probably yelling it i can't even think of what it, who would be i'm sorry just no 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 i know who you're talking about oh the, the names that i think of i'm like it's not them it wasn't bull buchanan because that was seen as like what's weird to say seen as muscle for a while yeah muscle even though he didn't need it yeah especially like now, yeah. now you look at it like oh my god he had muscle at one point part of the chain gang i'm gonna have to look it up i can't remember who it was but i remember i do remember that whole thing happening i remember i was like oh man john cena got stabbed that sucks <laughs> It's crazy, like, you grew up in you in that era, mm-hmm. and, like, I, I get the whole not liking Hogan thing. I'm not a really big Hogan fan. Yeah. I grew up more in the, obviously, like I said earlier, the Bret Shawn era. Uh-huh. Like, I remember Hogan. I remember Warrior, but when I really, really fell in love with it, we're talking 93, 94, Hogan was gone. Like, one of my, my first memory of wrestling was when Luger slammed Yokozuna okay. on the aircraft carrier, which was after, I believe it was after King of the Ring, 2000, I mean, 1993. Mm-hmm. So, like, Hogan was gone. I, mean, I remember watching prior but uh-huh. that's like my first like i really started like carrying yeah. i had the vhs for SummerSlam 92 hogan's not on on the card mm-hmm. and i watched that tell for i mean that was before I, there was a network obviously so yeah. i was like okay i'm gonna watch wrestling wrestling's not on okay throw in this vhs even when like i go back and i watch like wrestling from that time like hogan doesn't stand out to me at all like macho man would like if i was like a kid like growing up that like, mm-hmm. then like macho man would be my dude like i love watching macho man now still i love warrior okay and like, a lot of people like looked at, like because i remember before he went into the hall of fame people were, like he doesn't deserve it i'm like yeah he does yeah he was one of, he's like one of the top three names of that era oh yeah fourth if you throw in andre oh. and like he had i mean he he wasn't like flashy yeah but, but he yeah. had but to a kid like you loved him like, like he has one of the, my favorite themes of all time he had one of he's one of my favorite figures during that era because there's this one really jacked up ultimate warrior that's i think white neon orange and neon green and he's like mm-hmm. just completely jacked as the this uh body slam uh or the girl oppressed whatever as the the fi- figure i freaking loved him for that like, it was just like those things you love as a kid my only complaint about warrior watching me like, why could you not get a better finishing maneuver? than a splash on somebody's back look at some of those like back <laughs> like um uh, like i always loved it when people had regular moves as a, as a finisher uh-huh. and it was just like oh this person like savage does the leg drop it doesn't kill mm-hmm. you but hogan does it and, like mm-hmm. that's the difference yeah. it's just who does it the top rope elbow drop so awesome oh, 
I loved, I always loved Michaels more. Oh. Because he didn't just do it, because he like, I always felt like, and I'd have to watch footage of it again, but like, he would do like the special thing like yeah, in the middle like, layer. Yeah, uh, like where he like kind of turns his whole body into it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like made it like so much more impactful. Yeah, and that's like, oh, that's job. It's like, oh, I'm coming up like doing this thing. That like, was always my favorite. Like my Michaels is so much different <laughs> than your Michaels, because my Michaels is like, comes back at SummerSlam, I'm like, who's Cross-eyed? This? Yeah, I'm like, who's this dude? <laughs> All right. You're, you're Shawn and Michaels. And then like second cross- run, but like I've gone back and watched first run Michaels and I'm like, oh man because like my dad would always tell me like oh this isn't even the good Sean like the good Sean was like DX the 90s like that Sean was so much better I'm like Um, Sean Michaels put on some banger matches right now the ladder match WrestleMania 10 that's awesome fantastic match the Iron Man match I've watched that a couple times where people are like how could you sit down and watch them like I love them both yeah and they put on a great show um what else I always want to say because I have the VHS like I mentioned earlier he had a match with Rick Martel at SummerSlam 92 and they were fighting over Sherry and the, the stipulation was they couldn't hit each other in the face. Oh. That was and it wasn't like they get disqualified. That was just like what she they, wanted. Okay, they and agreed upon. They, I think they end up doing it. She passes out. Uh-huh. I can't remember who wins off the top. Of my head. I don't know if it's a double count out or, or what, but like she passes out and like I think Sean might pick her up and like takes her to the back or something. And that when I look back at that, I'm like that was a weird match. Like I didn't notice as a kid, but like the fact that okay you can't hit each other, okay, and then actually went with it. Yeah, and that was the beginning of obviously his single. Do you like that Iron Man? match uh sean and brett or lesnar and angle for that mcdown that anime match is real good it's sweet but when you look at it like this mm-hmm. my two favorite wrestlers oh, okay, are in okay. the main event of wrestlemania oh, yep. on my 10th birthday and i favored sean more oh, at that particular doesn't time get better than that. and when he won like uh, i had the benefit of meeting him at uh in philly almost about a year and a half ago oh. and i actually got to be like thank you for giving me the greatest birthday gift when i was 10 and oh. you won the title I mean, I'm, I mean, I know it's scripted. I know everything, yeah, about yeah, it, but yeah, it's just yeah. like as that—that's the the ten year old me always wanted to tell him because like mm-hmm. I loved that moment. And I met Brett too, and I couldn't be like, yeah, my favorite match is when you got beat <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And I really liked when you uh, got beat by someone that was uh, arguably better than you. Uh, yeah, and you probably hate, but seem to be fine now. But I mean, that's yeah. other thing. I mean, I love the DVD. Oh my god, the DVD of those two. Like I don't know if you sat I'll, down and watched that. I like going back and watching. Uh, like I think it's under like the Beyond the Ring category, maybe on the network. Cause I like, just watching all of those, mm-hmm. like old like it's not like the dvd but it is a dvd or whatever yeah like, documentary style i think that's super interesting have you watched beyond the map oh absolutely so <laughs> was my, that a prerequisite for aw oh no so i watched uh so my senior like research project was on documentaries and i stood up in front of the class and i said i'm doing beyond the mat and professional wrestling and nobody else is allowed to touch that category <laughs> and i got an a plus and my teacher told me i wish she wishes i would have showed more passion towards a project for the entire year because i was on top of that i was the first one to turn everything in because i don't even think i watched it once before the documentary because i've watched it probably like 10 times there was that reminds me because we moved mentioned like books there was a time in high school where we were supposed to do a book report i hated like i've never been a fan of reading uh-huh. and it was just like we got to pick whatever book we wanted and i was like okay i'm gonna pick this book that i just read an article about in my newspaper called sex lies and headlocks okay i got it from the library and my teacher was like let, like let me think about it and then she like decided against it i'm like i'm not doing wow. it i'm not doing a book report then Whew. like this is what i want to do i should i think i just should have just did it and be like mm-hmm. you don't accept it that's not my fault like yeah. here's the, the word but i was just i said Screw it. Sorry, my teacher didn't accept my Jericho book report. She said it didn't count. Kimmy has like 500 page books. Wow. 
said it'd be non-fiction. I got so hot about it. Pro wrestling, it's not about that. She's like, she's like, that's a fictional autobiography. Yeah, but it's not an autobiography of the character. It's yeah. the autobiography of the, yeah, the man. Of Chris Irvin, not Jericho. Uh, are there any, since this is your first interview, is there anything that uh, uh, wrestling fans should know about you? We, we talked about this before and you kind of struggled. So yeah. this, you get a nice redo on this. Oh, this man. is one of those I think moments. I'm going to struggle again. I don't really have anything interesting about me. I'm just a kid that really likes wrestling. So we just decided Other to Other hobbies? I mean, we talked about like video games. Um, I like playing video games. I like sports. Uh, I like the Minnesota Wild a lot. Okay. You like the NHL at all? No. Okay. I tried for a while and I liked the Blackhawks. And then oh. The, here's, the, here's the thing. Oh. Here's the thing. When the Indians went against the Cubs in the World Series, mm-hmm. I cut all my ties to Chicago except for the Bears. Right. And I'm just like, because both teams suck right now. Yeah. So I don't feel like, Man, yeah. I feel like I'm not being too excited. But there's actually, there were uh, some football podcasts I listened to about the mm-hmm. Bears. Yeah. But they were by people who are Cubs fans. I'm like, nope, I'm not listening oh. to the rest of the year. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm still bitter. Not really a big NFL guy or football guy. God, I love, that's the one I think about. That's my top sport. Outside of my love for professional wrestling, I love football. Like, I'm excited for the season to start. I have a um, a custom jersey that I got made last year. Oh, okay, that's sweet. And I put out the 300 bucks for it. Like, I put top dollar on that. So, carry your jersey? Yeah, I mean, actually, I bought the same jersey, but personalized for that, oh. too, because now I want to get the whole set of just personalized jerseys. Mm-hmm. Kaz is not a bigger deal, oh. but I'm like, with, with the uh, Browns, I'm like, oh. I bought a Cribs jersey. Okay. Which I have, I do have signed, so it's not a big loss. But I'm like, uh-huh. he got tri- uh, traded, or he, he left yeah. the year after I got yeah. signed. I have a Manziel jersey. Johnny Football, bring him back. <laughs> Our quarterback situation is not good. Just bring him back, Johnny Football. Yeah, so I'm not really happy about that, uh, spending that kind of money. But then I have what I have left is the. I was like, screw it. I'm just spending $300 mm-hmm. getting a custom jersey. Never mind another Browns jersey for the rest of my life. I do like jerseys, but I like bat- but basketball jerseys are really what I'm into. Mm-hmm. I like the most obscure basketball jersey collection. I have like a Kyrie, two, uh, the black pride one, the one that they won the title in, mm-hmm. uh, a old throwback from LeBron's first run. Okay. I like how I say it, run. Like, <laughs> he's really running that Cleveland territory. Um, a Christian Leitner one from Duke. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, not the Boston Celtics, the the bad boys, okay. the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Then I also have a Kobe Bryant number eight jersey, and I have like a few more. I can't really think of. Oh, I have a Biggie Smalls bad boy baseball jersey. Okay. Which I think is awesome. I may have like one or two more just random ones because so I think just like the randomest jerseys are cool to see. Like mm-hmm. I always get compliments when I wear like my Christian Leitner one out because nobody else is wearing them. But yeah, that's really. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really have a lot of other, like, interests or hobbies, really. I kind of like a few things I just do, and I'm, like, super into that. You would like, I have a uh, Shaq jersey collection. Ooh. One from every single team. That's cool. Two are from my childhood. That's so nice. when I was in elementary school, so we're talking the Magic and Lakers okay. jerseys. I've rebought a adult size mm-hmm. uh, Lakers, and I, if I buy an adult size Orlando, I'll have an adult size of every single team. That, that's cool. I love Shaq. Shaq's one of my favorites. Shaq Diesel. You hear that diss track you just dropped? Yes, on. I did. I love. I, my first rapper I ever listened to was Shaq. <laughs> I'm being very serious. The Shaq Diesel album. I love it. Was my first album, and it was actually like halfway broke, and like the last so many tracks didn't play and then eventually like rebought it i was so sad he didn't wrestle big show at wrestlemania like oh you were sad yeah i was sad <laughs> i was devastated i was so pumped because like i knew we were all going down and like, i was like oh shit like i knew for like months because we talked about it in like november i was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna see shack big show 
Like it's gonna be awesome. I was didn't happen. I was debating on buying a uh, Magic's jersey, uh, all black with the uh-huh. white pinstripes. That's that like was gonna be the my one. favorite Magic's jersey. My that, Magic jersey, like that was gonna be the one to complete my collection. And I was gonna wear it down there for WrestleMania because they were in Orlando. Uh-huh. Shaq, I'm like this is perfect. And then after they canned it, I'm like I just won't buy it. Can bust out some Shaq Fu on the big show. <sighs> Another great Shaq reference. I love Shaq. I, I can go on and on about it. You read the Shaq sodas? Shaq sodas. I remember when they had other Shaq stuff, like in the 90s, when they're like, he was on, like, I think he might have been on some candy bars, I remember. I remember when he was doing the stuff for Taco Bell. Oh, I love Shaq. I remember there used to be some, like, Shaq, Shaq sodas at Drug Mart. So. Yeah, there's there. I think yeah. they're still around. Yeah, never had them. I was just curious. Never had them, I don't think either, but I, because yeah, just Shaq was everywhere. When he came to Cleveland, I was like, oh my God. My favorite players come to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I have two Shaq jerseys for Cleveland. One, uh, the blue regular jersey during that era. Uh-huh. And then I have a throwback of the orange and blue. Ooh, I that, like the orange and blue look. I wish I'd busted out some. That was given to me as a present. And like, I fucking love I, I haven't busted out in a little while. Normally, I've just been wearing either my custom um, or sometimes in the brown one. Uh, that blue one you have for Shaq mm-hmm. is the same one I have for Ron. Okay, okay. Uh, you said you like video games. What, uh-huh. what video games? What uh-huh. system? I have a PlayStation 4. I really like Call of Duty because I kind of grew up playing those. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last time, but uh, we did, but I don't was, know this, uh, so we have to mention it too. I now. was the annoying child that would talk a lot of shit as he would just smack on everyone in free for all games on like Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops. Yeah. And I used to be super good and super into video games. I used to have my own video game channel when I was in like middle school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like deleted now. There's no traces of it. Oh, okay. um, I used to play like a bunch of game battles and like competitive video games mm-hmm. with my friends. I took it very serious. <laughs> Have you always been a Sony guy? Uh, no, because when I used to play like super serious, I had an Xbox 360. Okay. But then uh, I really didn't care much like about like the Xbox One. I didn't like about it. Gears 4. Yeah. But well, it wasn't coming out right off the rip. I'm in Act 2 of that game right now. Fucking yeah. That's why I kind of want to get one is because like Halo and Gears 4. But that'd be the only games I ever played. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to spend Black Friday. Yeah. Like I got a pretty good deal on mine. I got it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Uh-huh. And uh, like in Act 2, that's when uh, Marcus Phoenix finally shows back up. Uh-huh. And that's when it just like starts to feel like it's Gears. because. <laughs> but I'm not telling you how. It's, it's, you kind of see it coming uh, before the reveal, but it's just It's still, his, like, son, right? It's still, yeah. His son's the main character. But they do the reveal, and uh-huh. just, he's just this grizzled, fed, and I, oh, I love it. I still haven't played Judgment Day. I have it downloaded, just haven't had a chance. I don't really like prequel games, like, when they go back, like, uh, I didn't like, like, I didn't like the sequel game first. I'm like, you're <laughs> four, come on, motherfuckers. But I'm like, okay, at least it's new people. Like, I liked the, uh, Arkham games a lot, but, like, oh, yeah. What was like what was the throwback one like Arkham uh, like Deathstroke and I I Black only Mask. played I only played Asylum and City and then I just went through like so many years of where I just didn't buy a new game just because of money so I know I got to go back and play I want to play all the other games I think the Arkham Knight was that the prequel Knight is the last one. Because it's the one where, like, Red Hood. I gotta go replay him. Because, oh. obviously, I don't really know the ones with the oh. Joker. But I know yeah. Arkham Knight was one. And then I just seen recently Return to... Return to Arkham is, uh, like, a master collection they're doing. Okay. Like, the first two remastered for the new systems. Okay. Yeah. Like, Arkham Knight. Take that game up at midnight. He didn't sleep in, like, I slept two days. It was so... I think I was... I don't remember if I picked up any of those at midnight. I think, actually, I got fired from a job. Uh-huh. And then, not that long. Like, because I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be home mm-hmm. for a while. I had 
that's a little bit money. I'm like, I'm going to buy an Arkham City. I'm buying the strategy guide. But I'm playing the fuck out of this game. <laughs> like this is like this is my present to myself because I got fired. Like Arkham Asylum, I think it was like the first one of the first games I got when I got an Xbox. But like, it's not like it was new at the time. It was just like discounted. And I was like, oh, like Batman, like I'll get this. And I was like, this game is awesome. And I think Arkham City came out like a year or like maybe like six months later. Like, hell yeah, I played the hell out of it. I think a game that's really uh, underrated by fans <laughs> is uh, uh, Lego. I love Lego games. Oh, I still like playing Lego games a lot. Younger. I think I've played, still play Give Damn. Like, I've played the first two Lego Batman. I played, I, and I mean, like, I've gotten, like, achievement wise, a thousand. Dang. Like, I try to just, just completely murder the game. I used to be a fiend for gamer score. Like, I used to, like, rent, I, I used to, like, am. look up, like, what games an easy gamer score because I have a family video, like, right down the road. King Kong, the first Madden. Um, An Avatar game, I remember I rented randomly because you could get all thousand, or what was it, like, a thousand or ten thousand? Thousand. Score. You could get all thousand gamer score in, like, 25 minutes. Uh, and, like, I did that like i would randomly just like rent these random games every weekend mm-hmm. just like play video games rank up that gamer score i remember like one year like maybe like twenty five thousand gamer scores or something wow i got a friend who's like in the six digits yeah like he but he's been there for a while like last time i checked he was three hundred thousand. like i used to be super into like achievement hunter and uh, mm-hmm. like rooster teeth and stuff like did you ever watch it or anything no i watched some of it sometimes it got like after a while i just got like too much Mm-hmm. But there was this dude, uh, his name was Ray from Achievement Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like watching him all the time. He's out of these tips and stuff. And like he has like over a million, which is insane. That's nuts. Yeah. All right, let's uh, start to wrap things up here. Uh, any other final like uh, little bits of trivia you want to throw out the fans? Just a uh, little something mm-hmm. about you and a little nugget. I'm putting you on the spot here. I know. I'm not really much to it. Just, uh, no, no Matt facts for you? No some, Bishop facts? Some Bishop facts? Yeah. Um, an astounding 205 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, oh, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite restaurant and what's your favorite thing to get there? Favorite restaurant? Probably Outback. Okay. But like, uh, like the barbecue chicken thing they have there, but that's not the important part. The important part is the bacon cheese fries. Thought you were gonna say blooming onion. Everybody's like, oh, that's the big thing. They obviously blooming onion. The bacon cheese fries, so good. Every year, friend bird fries. Before we go, uh, something I do want to get in more. Have you got to experience the sheets versus Wawa debate? Yes, I have. And I talked about this with Tom Law at Absolution. Where do you stand? Obviously on sheets. Okay. I love I love sheets. Oh no. No 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 no. My thing about Wawa. Wawa has some things I like, but I can't I can't really pick a side over. Like I like I've had way more sheets than Wawa. The cookies and cream milk if they have it because uh-huh. i've been to ones that didn't even do even stock it and then the fact that i know like i love the macaroni and cheese at sheets mm-hmm. you actually get different sizes okay and also i like the barbecue cheesesteak that you can get at wawa okay but i've had way more of the thing that i'm i'm actually a component of or a proponent of <coughs> getting get-go yes because get-go is the, the game thing. changer you yes. have to be in this area They're underrated fucking amazing dom and i sometimes we'll go to get-go very underrated but so when we were in orlando for WrestleMania, there was a Wawa we went to. Mm-hmm. Got a quesadilla because I love quesadillas. Little known fact, you can get quesadillas at Sheets, and I'm going to explain how for all the listeners. So I tweeted at Sheets. I said, get up on the quesadilla game. And then they tweeted me a image-by-image image, um, screenshot of how to unlock the secret hidden menu in Sheets. So you click on f- uh, more items or full menu, mm-hmm. and there's that little thumbs up in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Click on the little thumbs up. A secret menu pops up. KCDs are included in it. That's amazing. Yeah. The thing that I love about Gecko, though, is they have specialty sandwiches that only yes. last like two months. Uh-huh. 
Like, uh, the Pilgrim for Thanksgiving is amazing. They did a, a General Tso's chicken one that comes with an egg roll. Uh, they just did one that I love because I love barbecue pulled pork. They did the barbecue oh, yeah. pulled pork, and you can get uh, jalapeno poppers on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that sounds tasty. Wawa has its positive points. Sheets is obviously for – I've had it for – the first one that came up around here was like 2000. So I've had that for 17 years. Yeah. But get-go. Get-go. It's underrated. It's taking the world by storm, I feel like. I need like, – because everyone's like, oh, what side are you on? Like, get-go. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Get going, I'm like, that's your problem. I didn't even think about it like that. But. All right, any uh, uh, social media? We'll uh, get you out. Underscore J Bishop underscore uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I have a Facebook. I don't ever use it. It's true. Yeah. So just if you want to get a hold of me in any way, just use those two forms of social media. Those ones I'm on the most. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Happy we got to finally do this, mm-hmm. and hopefully this is saved. Oh, it will. It will. <laughs>